Let's turn our Bibles to Matthew 14. We're going to read verses 22 through 33, and then Luke 5, 17 through 32. Immediately he made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side, while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. But the boat, by this time, was long away from the land, beaten by the waves, for the wind was against them. And in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them, walking on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, It is a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to to you on the water. He said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him, saying to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. And those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. And Luke five seventeen through 32. On one of those days as he was teaching, Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there who had come from every village of Galilee and Judea and from Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was with him to heal. And behold, some of the men were bringing on a bed a man who was paralyzed, and they were seeking to bring him and lay him before Jesus. But finding no way to bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and let him down with his bed through the tiles into the midst before Jesus. And when he saw their faith, he said, Man, your sins are forgiven you. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to question, saying, Who is this who speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sin but God alone? And when Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answered them, Why do you question in your hearts? Which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven you? Or to say, rise and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the man who was paralyzed, I say to you, rise, pick up your bed and go home. And immediately he rose up before them and picked up what he had been lying on and went home glorifying God. And amazement seized them all and they glorified God and were filled with awe saying, We have seen extraordinary things today. After this, he went out and saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at the tax booth. And he said to him, follow me. And leaving everything, he rose and followed him. And Levi made a great feast in his house. And there was a large company of tax collectors and others reclining at the table with them. And the Pharisees and their scribes grumbled at his disciples saying, Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? And Jesus answered them, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Let's pray. 
Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word that we can live by, that we can trust in. Lord, I pray that as your word is brought forth to us, let it all be about you. Let every word that I speak before your kingdom, before your glory, and be honoring to you. Let you be glorified in everything that is said, everything that we hear today. In your name we pray, amen. Now, today we're going to look at stepping out of your comfort zone. We're going to be using Matthew 14, 22 through 33, and Luke 5, 27 through 32. Now, how many of you guys like to be comfortable? So you guys are all okay with, like, the the warmth in here? Yeah. Well, I know I like to be comfortable. I like to be comfortable to the fact that this week I spent almost $270. Actually, Amy and I spent almost $270 to have our air conditioning fixed. Yes, our air conditioning was on the fritz all last weekend. Pretty bad weekend to have an air conditioning go out. So I was quite willing to pay that money to have the air conditioning fixed. It's an old air conditioner, 26 years old. But you know what? Once it was fixed, ah, it was wonderful. It was great. I'm not just talking about physical comfort here. Regarding weather, regarding air conditioning, regarding how I feel inside. I'm talking about being comfortable with where you're at. The situations you find yourself in and in your own abilities. We like being in our comfort zone. We tend to spend a lot of energy keeping ourselves in our comfort zone. We, resi- we rest in our abilities to make things happen. We rely on our bank account or job to keep us safe. Perhaps we rely on our skills with a weapon. Some rely on carrying a gun, a knife, or even pepper spray to keep them safe. We trust in our government. We trust in Social Security. Now, now let's just stop right there. Yes. Maybe people like me can't trust in Social Security, but in a way, we still do. And those of you receiving Social Security, yeah, you trust that that check will be coming. So we trust in Social Security. Some of us may trust in our pension plan or 401k, or we trust in police or even our own ideology. We're comfortable going to church and worshiping God on Sundays and leaving church and God for Sundays. Now, let me say that again. We're comfortable going to church and worshiping God on Sundays and leaving church and God for Sundays. We may be comfortable with the idea of Jesus, but not the relationship with Jesus. We may be comfortable with a Savior who will take away our sins, but not with denying ourselves, taking up our cross daily, and following him. Now, the Bible is filled with examples of individuals who have stepped out of their comfort zone. The verses from Hebrews that Amanda read during the scripture reading are loaded with just such examples of people who have stepped out of their comfort zone. And yet, so as not to go too long today... We're going to be looking and just focusing on two individuals, Peter and Levi, with a brief mention of another group. So we're going to look at Peter first. So we're going to turn again to Matthew 14, 
22 through 33. It's on page 820 of your pew Bible. Immediately, he made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. But the boat by this time was a long way from the land, beaten by the waves, for the wind was against them. And in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, It is a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Take heart. It is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And he said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him, saying to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. And those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. Now, you've probably read this and even heard this account before about Jesus walking on water and Peter doing likewise. But have you stopped to think of what it took for Peter to step out of the boat? Remember, Peter was a fisherman. He was very comfortable being in a boat. He knew boats. He knew how they acted and reacted. He knew he could count on them. He would have been secure in the knowledge of what was a safe boat. He more than likely even had his sea legs and was used to the rocking motion of a boat. I don't know if you guys have ever been in a, a, a boat with, where it rocks back and forth, but you, after a while you tend to get your sea legs and it just becomes natural to you. And afterwards when you get back on land, it's like, okay, this feels a little weird. Things aren't moving. That's how Peter would have been. Remember that at this time, Peter was already a follower of Jesus. He was following Jesus and was listening and obeying him when Jesus said to get in the boat in the first place. Again, Jesus commanded the disciples to get into the boat and go on before him. So he was following what Jesus had told him to do when he was in the boat in the first place. Now, getting into and out of a boat was something that Peter had likely done thousands of times before, but always on shore. Here in these verses, it shows Peter stepping out of the boat and onto the water. Now, in my studies of this passage, it's generally accepted that the boat at this time was about three miles out into the lake of what was between a four and five mile long lake. So it's not like they were even remotely close to shore. So Peter stepping out was definitely not comfortable for him. So here we have someone who is a follower of Christ stepping out of his comfort zone. But then he took his eyes off of Christ and he begins to sink. Peter's comfort zone here was security. He was secure in his own knowledge of what could keep him afloat. Now let's look at Levi. In Luke 5, 27 through 32, which is on page 861 of your pew Bible, and after this he went out and saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at the tax booth, 
And he said to him, follow me. And leaving everything, he rose and followed him. And Levi made him a great feast in his house. And there was a large company of tax collectors and others reclining at the table with them. And the Pharisees and their scribes grumbled at his disciples, saying, Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? And Jesus answered them, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I have not come, I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Now, Levi was a tax collector for Rome. He was also a Jew. Now, his name implies that he would have been from the tribe of Levi, and as such, should have probably been a priest. But here he was collecting taxes for Rome, the enemy. He was collecting taxes for the ones his own people despised and hated. Additionally, tax collectors, as was common practice at the time, skimmed money off the top to line their own coffers. That is, they kept some of the tax money for themselves and made themselves rich off of it. So here was Levi, an individual who had somehow ended up working for the enemy, but was making a pretty penny off of the backs of his own people. Tax collectors were so despised that towards the end of of the the scripture that we read there, When Jesus is reclining in Levi's homes, the Pharisees said in verse 30, Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? So not only were tax collectors sinners, but they appeared to be an even worse class. Because if you look at, at the scripture there, it differentiates tax collectors and sinners. So they were almost a double, double sinners. He would have been considered a traitor. Now, Levi must have made a lot of money collecting because he was able to host a great feast with a large company of tax collectors and others in his home. But here, Jesus calls him, and Levi, leaving everything, he rose and followed him. He followed Jesus. Someone who was, so here we have someone who was not initially following Jesus. Levi was not initially following Jesus. Someone who was comfortable with his own position. He was comfortable with his wealth. Comfortable with his own skills and abilities. Who stepped out and moved beyond his comfort zone. Now looking at these two individuals, Peter was where he should have been. In the boat. Peter was right where Jesus had told him to be. But he stepped out of his comfort zone towards Jesus. Now, Levi wasn't where he should have been. He was a tax collector where he probably should have been a priest. But he also stepped out of his comfort zone and followed Jesus. Now, as a side note, it is generally accepted that Levi was the author of the first book of the New Testament. He was also known as Matthew. So here we have a tax collector who ends up writing the first book of the New Testament. Now, I made a brief mention earlier of another group that we will be discussing along with Peter and Levi. Now, that other group happens to actually include Levi, and it's the rest of the disciples who are in the boat along with Peter. 
they were following Christ. They were listening to what Christ had told them to do. Get in the boat and cross over. But they didn't step out of their comfort zone. They didn't step out of the boat. They were Christ followers who chose not to step out of their comfort zone. Now, we have three good recent examples of individuals who have stepped out of their comfort zone. Hannah, Renee, and Tammy have all stepped out of their comfort zones and answered the call to go to Nicaragua on a mission trip. Now, Jesus asks us all and constantly to step out of our comfort zone. He asks us to move beyond ourselves, to move towards him, because it's not about us. We are called to be in the world and not of the world. It is going to be uncomfortable because it is Christ and the Holy Spirit working against our sinful nature. Now, several years ago, I was asked to lead the older elementary Sunday school class. Now, it really took me out of my comfort zone. Granted, Caleb was in there, but there were a bunch of like third through sixth, seventh grade. Talk about being out of your comfort zone. But it quickly became one of the most impressive and enjoyable things that I've ever done. Now, now by impressive, not, not that I impressed myself, but just it was so enjoyable seeing God work in the students' lives and in my life. And then again, last year, I was asked to lead the older group of kids at jam time for the Bible lessons. Now, you have to understand, I wake up and go to work early, okay? I'm normally at work between 4.30 and 5 in the morning, okay? So that's, that's normal time for me, which also means because of that, I go to bed what some would consider early, 7.30, 8.00, normally 8.30, I'm, I'm, my eyes are glazed over, and I'm, those of you who have seen me around that time know that, that I'm not all there by like 8.30. My wife can attest to that. So for me, first of all, to be at jam time, which is on Friday nights after a long week of work, I'd already been up since anywhere from 3.30 to 4 in the morning. Jam time doesn't end. We don't get home a lot of times until 10, 10.30, So that alone was stepping out of my comfort zone. But then to be asked to lead the lessons really put me out of my comfort zone. What are you being called out of your comfort zone from? Are you being asked to step out and be a follower of Christ at work? Are you being asked to step above the pettiness and bickering on social media? Basically, to step above being offended? Are you like Levi and are more concerned and comfortable with keeping your money, your job, your family, the status quo, when Jesus is telling you to give it to him? Are you like Levi, someone who is not following Christ, but is hearing him call your name? It's your choice. Are you like Peter? a follower who is taking your eyes off of Christ 
and has started to sink, who doesn't really trust him to do the things that he said he would do, those who do know him need to step up and step out. We are called to step out of our comfort zone, to move beyond what we want, what we think, and what we trust in, to move beyond ourselves and towards Christ. Will you step out? Will you step out of your boat where you are comfortable? Continue to step on the water? Step out from behind your tax collector's booth? Now, why would God want us out of our comfort zone? Well, it's because it's all about him and not about us. It's about his kingdom, his glory, his will. When we are in our comfort zone, we rely on ourselves. Jesus is calling you to step out of your comfort zone today, to step out of the boat Step out from behind the tax collector's booth and step towards Jesus. God is calling me to step out of my comfort zone by being here right now preaching. God is calling you to step out of your comfort zone. God is calling us to step out of our comfort zone. We need to answer that call. Are you being called out from behind your booth for the first time? Are you being called out from behind your booth of financial security? Are you being called out of the boat of security that you're in? No matter what shape that boat takes place. It could be the boat of financial security. It could be the security of yourself. No matter what shape that takes place, we all have our boats. We need to answer the call to move beyond yourself and towards Christ. Just like Peter, Christ will lift you up if you are out of your comfort zone and your eyes are on him. Jesus is calling you out of your comfort zone today. Let me close with this question. What are you being asked to step out of your comfort zone from today. Let's pray. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed, the prayer team is making their way up front, I ask you, do you need to step out of your comfort zone and move towards Jesus for the first time? Or are you following Jesus and need to step out of your comfort zone? May you be praised May Christ be glorified in everything that we do. It is not easy to step out of our comfort zone. But if we keep our eyes on you, it is so worth it. We thank you and praise you in your wonderful and holy name. Amen.